on this week of episode number six in the Life of Football podcast, we had a special guest on, Mr. Mashawn Sanders. This was a great interview. This guy is going to give you all type of information. Be sure to check him out on his website and on his Twitter. Man, let me tell you something. This guy is going to help you get very great results in your life trying to achieve success and for his knowledge, lifestyle, and health. Guys, please listen to this entire interview. You, I'm telling you, you won't regret it. It's going to be one of the best things that's happened to you this week. Today is also February the 10th, which is my birthday. Yay! Also, I want to give a shout out and a happy birthday to Mr. Orlando Scandrick, the cornerback for Kansas for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's his birthday today as well, February the 10th. Also, <clears throat> we discussed a little bit about recruiting the National Signing Day. Guys, I just want to thank y'all again. Thanks, Amon. Thanks for tuning in to the Life and Football Podcast. Come back every week. Come back every Sunday. It's going to be something that's going to be great for you. If you're a recruit or if you're a parent of a recruit, I just you like just listening in general. Thanks again. And stay tuned to the Life and Football Podcast. Welcome to the Life of Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mike V. And this your host, Colin Moe. How you doing, baby? Boy, toy in the building. Yes, sir. Now, we had signing day this past week. All y'all young guys, I hope y'all did the right thing, made the right choices. I mean, don't feel ashamed or it's okay to cry and thank you made the wrong, the wrong choice. But God, don't make mistakes, baby. Y'all stay focused and stay online and stay on track. When you get to these schools, start paying attention and being more, I guess, assertive in your life and you know, in your relationship with these people that you're coming in contact with because you may need them later on down the line. I don't know if you're going to join a frat or sorority or whatever else you may um, come in contact with, not just um, frats and sororities, but it may be something for us uh, academic-wise you may get into. So stay focused and stay positive. What you got, Simo? I'm with you on that, and I definitely think that once they get to school, you you could have your game plan to try to go to the NFL, but your next game plan is that they need to be running parallel with each other is you should be focused on getting that degree fast as you can. Don't take no four years. Don't take no five. Try to get that joker within three years. And uh-huh. then if you redshirt your first year and then the next two years you play, you got two years you can play at that school or any school. So really, you in a win-win situation if you can knock out your grades. Yes, sir. Now, today we got our second guest. This is the second guest on the Life and Football podcast. You may have heard of Jim Rome. You may have heard of Tony Gaskin. You may have heard of Tony Robbins. This guy is going to come up, and he's going to be in the stepping stone right with the old guy. So I'm appreciative that he's on, that he's on with us today. He's a former Alabama State football player, one of the LC Cold Boys, Mashawn Sanders. Now, guys. Do you want to leave 
your loved ones in a financial legacy, but you don't know how, let this man show you. Mr. Sanders is a husband, a father of three, the oldest sibling of two, a son of proud parents. He's a serial entrepreneur, has a, a passion for investing in real estate and other passive income investment. Sanders, a professional networker, slash life coach. Like I said, he played for them Hornets up there in Montgomery, Alabama. Michonne has always had a passion for overall physical fitness and health products. Michonne Sanders, his brand is unique. It creates to help and perform better in your life, to help you perform better in your life and feel better. He is currently a leader in executive level in his current network and marketing company. He's positioned and poised for explosive growth. I'm talking about this guy's going to go up. Y'all better listen to me. Go on his Twitter. Go on his website. No matter where you are, consider looking for the best health products. And if you're a millennial, you're an entrepreneur, look him up. Because he's going to help you with your business. He wants to engage with you in a long-lasting relationship of greatness. It's something about that Belmont State Pride, baby. Let me tell you something. It's like when you graduate, it speaks with you. Now, Mashawn Sanders, he can be followed at Mashawn Sanders on Twitter, or y'all can look up his uh, website, MashawnSanders.com. Mr. Mashawn Sanders, Mr. Sanders, let the people know the legend is in the building. Give him a little story, a little intake on yourself, or a little background of your business and your come-ups and your struggles and how you, how you became successful. <laughs> hey, Fig, what's going on? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hey, Simo, what's going on? Dylan, man, we hear you. Proud to have you on. Hey, man, I'm proud to be on. I, I can't uh, thank you all enough for get, getting a chance to just be on this platform. And uh, I got to give it back to, to the both of you, man. Two strong brothers doing something to impact life and football with this podcast, uh, which is able to reach across not just the state, uh, but globally uh, through the internet. And so you all are on your way, man. Uh, you know, we might have heard of Jim Rohn and, and ESPN, but I guarantee uh, the Fig and CMO show, I guarantee the CMO and Fig show is going to be, uh, you know, surpass all of that. And, and just do me a favor when you get there, fellas. Tell Stephen A. Smith I said hello. But hey, uh, you know we will. We will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You know, uh, my, my mentor told me your energy is either attracting people or pushing people from around you. Uh, it's like to become that. a yeah, and that's what, that's what you all are doing with this podcast right here. It's positive energy. Like, you, like I say, you're talking life and football. It's a lot of people out there that's just perpetrating. Let's just be honest with it. You got people on social media making it seem like they're doing something and making money, but are they really making a post? So, uh, you know, the fact that you all went out there and took action uh, and got this podcast going, man, uh, tremendous respect uh, to you all. I wish you all nothing but uh, the best with, with this show. Uh, but, you know, like you said, coming on uh, from the Montgomery, Alabama area, uh, home of the Civil Rights Movement and also home of the Alabama State University, founded in 1867, uh, one of the oldest HBCUs out there. Uh, for those of you who are new to that term, historically black colleges and universities. I grew up around HBCUs all my life. See, my father 
uh, and my mother both attended HBCUs. Uh, my mother went to Fort Valley State, Georgia, over in Perry, Georgia. For those of those in, in the Georgia area, you probably heard of Perry. Uh, I hadn't. Uh, but if you know where Warner Roberts is, and it's just a drop in the bucket away from there. Uh, my dad went to then Tuskegee Institute. He likes to tell me it was the institute back then. Now it was Tuskegee University. So he took pride in that. Uh, you know, I won't hold that against him going to the biggest rival they got in Alabama State <laughs> University. But my point is saying all that was, uh, see, when we, when we have our home and, and, and we teach things in the home, then that's going to uh, matriculate later on in that child's life. It's what we're teaching, the life lessons at home, uh, that's going to help allow us to shape and mold our perceptions and our opinions. See, uh, you know, another thing I learned was if you buy somebody else's opinion, you buy their lifestyle. I'll say that again. If you buy somebody else's opinion, you buy their lifestyle. If you, you know, you, you're talking to broke people, guess what? You, you're going to be broke nine times out of ten because they, they can't tell you how to, uh, you know, be financially free and, and wealthy and those things. Uh, so what you have to do is reassociate yourself uh, with, with people that are where you're trying to be, you know, if it, whether it's being successful in the podcast, whether it's being successful in the spiritual life, whether it's being successful in the school platform or finances, you got to surround yourself with eagles. See, it's easy for the chickens to collect to collectively get together. Uh, why? Because uh, if you ever seen a chicken get fed, uh, you know, I'm a country boy as well. Uh, so, you know, the, the farmer goes around and he gives the chickens the bird seed. And so the chickens don't have to work for it. Uh, they just sit around with their head down and once the time is to eat, they're there with their hand out uh, or in, in with their beak out, so to speak. But, you know, eagles, eagles are a whole lot different now, Fig. See, eagles, see, Mo, eagles can see for miles away. They can see their prey from miles away. And so when they soar in the, in the clouds high above everything, uh, eagles go out and seek their food, see. Uh, they don't wait on the hand out. Uh, they don't, they don't follow the crowd. You know, most of the time, eagles soar alone. Those are your leaders. That's what you have to aspire to be. See, I am a strong believer that everything rises and falls amongst leadership. See, who's running the organization? An organization ran by a fool will run that organization. I don't care what it is, whether it's the church, whether it's a corporate organization, Fortune 500, or whether it's a, a football team. Uh, you know, why are people flocking to go, for example, to the University of Alabama and the Clemson and those schools yes, is because that they got in place, right? Uh, the, the philosophies that they're teaching, the belief system that they're teaching is what's attracting those eagles to that location. You know, eight-star players want to be around eight-star players. I don't care where you are. And so, uh, you know, I learned that early on uh, in my career. Uh, I played uh, you know, you probably wouldn't believe this, but I only played two years of high school football here in the Montgomery, Alabama area. But what I did was uh, I looked at my father and I, uh, when we moved to Montgomery, we looked at what teams were the top teams in this area. And at that time, this is in 1996, I know I'm aging myself, but the top teams in the Montgomery, Alabama area were a school called Jefferson Davis High School and Robert E. Lee High School. But Jefferson Davis High School had just come from the state championship, watch this now, uh, one year before and lost it by one point uh, to the top team out of Tuscaloosa at the time. And so I didn't shy away. See, chickens, they would have gone and said, well, let me go where I can try to make the team. They just want to get on the team somewhere, right? I wanted to go where the Eagles were because that was going to give me the measuring stick on where I was at that time. I had no I worked my tail off. I had paid my way to go to several different 
uh, wide receiver camps because that's what I wanted to be. I grew up uh, loving uh, Jerry Rice, uh, 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 Deion Sanders, Mike Quick from the Philadelphia Eagles, Randall Cunningham, those type of impact players, those type of Eagles that I'm talking about. And so I went out there and I had to work my tail off. I had to stay loyal to the process. And that's what these kids today, that you know, I encourage you to, to, to stay loyal to the process, stay committed to your craft, put in more time. See, somewhere, somehow, somebody is trying to outwork you right now. I said that again, somewhere, somehow, somebody is trying to outwork you right now. But if you stay loyal to the process, if you surround yourself with eagles, uh, see, nothing happens uh, before the process happens. But if you stay loyal to it, then you'll be successful. You'll learn how to fight through adversity. You'll learn how to work for what you get. See, everybody wants things, right? But who is going to go out and get those things? That's the difference. And so, you know, I moved up, uh, long story short, from the bottom of the depth chart. I don't even think they, were, they ran out of numbers. I was so far buried down on the depth chart when I got to Jeff Davis because they were already successful. Uh, <laughs> but I moved up by mid-season, uh, ended up getting into the starting rotation. Uh, it was so crazy that uh, my coach threw me out there uh, my wide receiver coach, they just threw me out there. I, I had a, 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 I think it was like third and 10 or something like that my junior year. I had a deep corner route. Uh, it was about a 20-yard play. I catch the ball on the sideline, run in front of my bench. I look up, and my head coach is standing there, and he says, who the hell put him out there, <laughs> right? Uh, and so I didn't say anything. I went over the back by my receiver coach. He looked at me and said, great job, buddy. But that has started my career unbeknownst to him, and that gave coach the, 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 uh, the, the faith and the belief that I would be able to come through. The rest was history from there. I ended up in two short years. At that time, we didn't have – the Under Armour game and uh, the four-star Rivals game and all these all-star games they got now. Uh, they didn't mm -hmm. even have stars back then. Uh, but I ended up making the highest game that you could make for an all-star game, uh, you know, which was the Alabama-Mississippi all-star game at the time. And, uh, you know, I don't say that to impress you. I just say to impress upon you that if you, if you just stay, uh, if, you, if your belief system is strong, if you stay loyal to the process, then those types of things can happen because people are going to find you, and that's what they did. I was one of the few that were uh, committed to an HBCU. Matter of fact, there was only one other guy in that game. Everybody else had signed a Division uh, One scholarship. That's when they were doing Division One back then. Now they do FBS, FCS. But I, I was the only one uh, other than the other guy that signed HBCU. The other guy went to Jackson State, uh, and I had signed with Alabama State University. And I had nothing but pride down there just to be able to represent uh, the culture and the brand of HBCUs at that game. I ended up getting to college, thought I knew it all uh, until my first practice. And I found out I didn't know anything at all, uh, which was a humbling experience uh, to come in there. I ended up redshirting, uh, you know, ended up redshirting. And um, I tell kids this as well. Don't be afraid of the redshirt. It was one of the best things at the time. It was a blessing in disguise. I was one of the many that wanted to be able to, uh, you know, play right away. Everybody wants to come in and play right away. What what can I do to play right away? And that's where we want to go, right? But a lot of times, you know, our body's got to get developed. I was a young guy. You know, remember now, I had only played about two years of, of football at the time. So, you know, I had to develop a little bit more. I was so small. Uh, you know, I, I was 5'11", probably about one, 170, something like that at the time. I remember going through the cafeteria line. The lady thought I was in the band. So... <laughs> Uh, you know, but <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I had, I had a little bit of growing to do, lo, lo and behold, but, you know, that was one of the great things that, that I could have done at the time, uh, you know, even though I was a little bit down. And I remember we opened up with Troy, Alabama uh, that year, Troy University. 
And uh, some of my players, they didn't have the option to register. They had to play right away because we had a depth, uh, you know, issue that year. And I can tell you down in Troy, I had, you know, coming from high school, we played in probably about 25,000 at the most. You get down there, you got 60,000, you know, loud and strong. And uh, I remember the first play, it was, uh, it was just something over the A-gap. They gave it to my one of my good friends, Mr. Larry Bias. We called him Larry Ranwright Bias because uh, he was a hell of a running back back, back then. But, uh, you know, and he got lit up. The whole it seemed like the whole defense took the handoff right when he got it. And I remember the whole crowd going, whoo. And I just remember looking up to the sky and said, Lord, thank you for this red shirt. <laughs> but, that boy got smashed out there. Uh-huh. It, it was crucial, man. I just – I feel bad for him. But, uh, you know, at the time I was counting my blessings. So, ended up doing pretty pretty good after that. Got onto the football field. Was able to set some records while I was there. One of the things I was most proud of, though, uh, was not going to the SWAG championship, uh, you know, not beating, uh, being one of the school first times, one of the first school, uh, teams to beat Grambling in 15 years, uh, to go down to Southern and beat them in over 20 years in Baton Rouge. One of my greatest accomplishments was being nominated by my peers and selected as a team captain because I knew at that time I had earned the respect uh, of my teammates and my coaches. And so that was one of the greatest things that I could be able to take with me uh, to understand, you know, that. A lot of times we sit there and sometimes, even though we have a strong belief system, sometimes we can question ourselves and just wonder, are we doing the right thing? Are we doing it the right way? And so that piece right there still allowed me to understand that I was where I was supposed to be, when I was supposed to be, and I was doing it how I was supposed to do it. Uh, unfortunately, we, we had a little bit of bad luck. I played for uh, Coach L.C. Coles and that entire staff. My senior year got fired right after the end. Uh, and so, you know, I, like everybody else, you come out, you're trying to chase the dream. I had graduated. Uh, in, in four years, and um, so I was proud of that. And because I had that red shirt, I had that fifth-year option, so I had started my graduate uh, studies as well, but still wanted to chase that NFL dream uh, that a lot of us have. And, and, you know, worked out of the combine. Didn't have the combine. I want, I want it. Uh, I kept working, though. Uh, ended up learning how to run the 40. A lot of times we just ran, but we didn't know it was a technique uh, to run in the 40, learn that technique, shaved about two-tenths off of that time, uh, while the scouts was able to was able to sign uh, with the Chicago Rush Arena One football team, was with them for as long as they had to turn the lights on and off, but uh, still was a great eye opening experience for me. And that's what I that's when I learned, Fig, about the uh, every the business of the sports. That's when I learned terms like camp body. Uh, that's what I learned terms about. Uh, you know, we knew about the scout team, but uh, we didn't know about practice. And they were trying to get some of those guys off of IR. We still had to run practice. But it was still a great experience for me to go through that, to see uh, some of the ins and outs of that. Ended up catching back uh, with another arena team over in uh, Montgomery, Alabama, back home. Got a chance to play for the Montgomery Models, which is Arena 2 team uh, here, and, and finished up my career there. Uh, and then, you know, I, I just, I, you know, I had always given myself, I said, hey, you know, if I don't get there by 25, 26, you know, I, I got to go and, and try to be a grown-up. You know, I got to go do some real things. I had gotten married while in college uh, to my beautiful wife, Marilyn. Uh, we had uh, two beautiful babies, uh, and Mashaya and, and Warren uh, Jr. Uh, and then my oldest uh, child, who is uh, Diani, is actually a freshman at uh, Alabama State University. And so, uh, you know, three and all, uh, they keep me busy, uh, keep me, keep me going, keep me. They're my why. All of them are my why and why I do what I do now. 
and you alluded to earlier in the show as far as what I'm doing, and that's a you know a passion uh, for for business, a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I, I learned that uh, you know you weren't going to get the things that you were wanting in life by working for somebody else. Uh, you know, I call it the Cuba sale. I remember sitting back, uh, looking around, and uh, I call it a Cuba sale. You probably never heard that term, but I'll break it down to you. Uh, you know, you got four walls around you. Uh, you got pictures of your family. Uh, a lot of us probably have something called a calendar that's on our desk. Uh, and a lot of times we mark off the days on the calendar uh, till we get to our next either vacation or holiday. And we've got that day circled because we're just trying to survive our time or our sentence uh, until we can get to that release. And so that's why I call it a Cuba sale. Uh, and don't get me wrong, uh, you know, a lot of times we, we do have to provide for our family, and, but we can't let that be our one-all uh, be-all. In, in business, we talk about things uh, like a cash flow quadrant. A lot of us start off as employees uh, or we start off as self-employed. And a lot of times that's on the left side of a quadrant uh, if you were drawing it out. But what we really want to do is we want to be able to shift over uh, to the right side of that quadrant. See, that's where the business owners uh, are, and that's where the, the investors are uh, on the quadrant. And when you get to that side of it, that's when things, man, that's when, that's when life really starts to happen. That's when you get this thing called time back because, you know, it's not about the money. It's about the options that come along with the money. I say that again. It's not about the money. It's about the options that come along with the money. It's to be able to have affordable health care, to be able to afford what you need without uh, worrying about it. It's about being able to go out with your family fig uh, and, and order on the menu, ordering on the right side of the menu where, where all the price is at. Instead of that, just being able to get what you want, getting multiple of what you want for you and your family for that time without the pressure of financial scrutiny uh, wondering, you know, how much you actually have in your bank account. Uh, you know, instead of graduating, uh, you know, old law day from college, uh, you know, I, you know, th there's a term called MBA. Well, I, I, I rephrase that to a massive bank account, uh, because <laughs> once you get to that point, uh, then, like I said, the life starts to happen and open up and that's on that side of the quadrant. But I didn't always have that. Uh, I got the same education that a lot of us got. And that was to go to school, get good grades uh, so you can go and get a good job. Right. And I didn't even grow up in your household. And you probably were able to finish that sentence. Right. But unfortunately, just the way everything is set up now, it's all about being able to get into business ownership. See, while you can work your nine to five, while you build your lifestyle from five to nine, I'll say that again. You can work your nine to five while you build your lifestyle from five to nine. And that's when you, you're, you're running your business. This may be. I'm just encouraging you, if you're listening to this podcast, to, to get you a business. To, to, to properly form that. So you don't just say, I've got a business, do it the right way. Go and get an LLC, go and get a C Corp, an S Corp, or something that uh, your accountant or CPA can help you with to get that set up. But go and get that set up because that's very important because once you do that, Fig, once you do that now, that's when you are able to start shifting uh, your income over as far as the tax bracket goes because now you're not going to be taxed by the government as you feel, you're going to be taxed as whatever entity you are. And so that's why I'm proud uh, to, to not only be an entrepreneur, but I've recently partnered with uh, one of my teammates, Ronald Rock Dillon. Uh, we, we looked at our communities and how could we serve our communities better. Uh, he saw what I was doing 
uh, health products because uh, I believe your first wealth is your health. If you don't feel good, you right. don't do good now, Phil. Right. So, you know, I believe that that is your first health now. Uh, but people couldn't afford to get what they needed to put in their body. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet, 99-cent uh, burgers out there as much as you want. Uh, the all-you-can-eat bar, uh, bars out there, you know, is, is $5, you know. <laughs> but if you want a salad, it's $10, $10 on up. So that's crazy. And so we looked at, hey, how can we serve our communities? How can we help uh, them out? And so we partnered with a company called My Econ, which was founded uh, by African-American uh, financial uh, professionals. Uh, and simply their mission and their goal was to help as many people to tackle their credit. See, a lot of us, uh, you know, we run from our credit because we don't want to see it because nobody really taught us about credit. And so being able to help uh, people understand the, the intricacies of credit, to be able to understand how to dispute things and get things removed and what's fair, uh, you know, reporting and what's unfair reporting and why you can get all that removed and why you don't just have Things of that nature, uh, learning tax strategies, see, you know, understanding what I what I like to call the anyway principle, learning how to get business credits for things you're going to do anyway, like this podcast right here. We were going to get on this thing anyway. And now because we're on this and I'm using my Internet, how I can write that off because we're talking about life. We're talking about life and football. We're talking about business and finance and how to help people. All those are services. And so being able to do that, this phone that I'm talking on doing this recording right now, able to write that off 100%. How would you like to have be able to talk on your phone for free? You know, these are the things that weren't taught to us, unfortunately, Fig and CMO, in high school. These are the things that we should be learning. Uh, all these different strategies that when you hear about, uh, you know, Senator uh, who's who's paying less taxes than his secretary? Now I'm not a mathematical math genius, but I would imagine and suspect that Mitt Romney makes a whole lot more than his secretary. And I'm not bashing into the secretary profession. I'm just saying that if the man is signing the checks, a lot of times he's making more than the people receiving the checks. If that makes sense to you, so you know. Being able to understand how those people, how are successful and powerful people, you know, whether you, you know, like the, the, the political views or not, it's not about the political views or not. It's learning how to win in your situation. And once we learn how to win and stop losing all the time, stop being last to the table to eat and being first to the table to eat and not only being first to the table to eat, but being able to share our plate with each other so that we all can eat. These are the things that my, you know, my partners and I are passionate about. Uh, you know, getting out into the community and serving so that we can help our community. Because once we're able to do that, oh, my. See, now, you know, where the, I think the, the uh, statistic fig is uh, less than 3% are able to give back to HBCUs after they graduate. See, now that number goes up because yeah. you got things like discretionary income coming in, fig and CMO. See, now you got, uh, you know, not only do you have your tithes and offering. But you got uh, a little bit more to give to some other organizations. And then the programs start to benefit from that, from those seeds that we're planting. They don't have to be large seeds. I'm a part of a group on Facebook that's, that's crazy. It's uh, Hornet Nation, uh, the spot for ASU sports. It's all Alabama State sports, everything. They put out something crazy. I think we're up to – it was started by Eric Caver. They brought me on to help him manage with, with help him manage it, excuse me, because it just got crazy numbers. It's up to about 3,000 members. So he put out in the group one day, Fig, he said, if everybody just 
uh, did $10 a month that's in this group alone. The number came out to $300,000 a year given to athletics. Let that seed sink in. $10 per person per month was $300,000 annually. That's more than we make on some football game payouts to go play and get our, and get our boys bruised up and banged up. No yeah. injuries at all. Imagine being able to seed that into your programs from that small seed. And that's the reason why, I, I, you know, I say that is because sometimes we get defeated uh, by thinking we have to give all this amount when really it's just small, consistent amounts collectively big across our communities to improve our environments. And so, man, I'm passionate about it. As you can see, I can talk that all day. Uh, definitely reach out to me if you want to, you know, learn. You can follow up on, online either at my website, like you said, MashawnSanders.com, or like I said, with our newest partnership where we teach those financial strategies and tax strategies and improving your credit uh, over at MashawnSanders.MyEcon.net. Uh, uh But, you know, just as I know we I'm not sure how we're doing on time, but, uh, you know, as we get ready to wrap it up, because we're talking about life and football, I talked a little bit about the life. But let me tie it back over to football, because, uh, you know, a lot of times sports are teachers of life. And that's where we get a lot of the things in the in the in the outcomes that we have right now on how we took our sports careers, whether we took our sports careers uh, for granted or whether we maximize our sports careers, I guarantee if you had to look back on it, you will see that those lessons, whatever decisions you made during those times, have you where you are. If, if you uh, have uh, jogged through sprints, were always the last one, never wanted to finish first, I guarantee you're probably not where you want to be in life, and that's real, and that's, and that's not to hurt you, but that's to get you to understand to be able to look uh, at yourself in the mirror and, and understand it. I got to do better because if I only do what I can do, I'll never be more than I am right now. You know, I said it again. If I only do what I can do, then I'll never be more than what I am right now. And so a lot of times and I'm talking to myself now as I'm talking to you because I got to stay motivated in this thing and this thing called light every day now. Fig and see more. So it ain't easy. Right. Because, right. you know, I get those I get those days now. When you just want to just hit that snooze button and roll over in the bed instead of getting up at five in the morning, uh, you know, a lot of times. So I'm talking to myself as I'm talking to you all. And hopefully this reach out and touch somebody and get somebody motivated to be more than they can be, to be better than they are today than they were yesterday. Another thing that we learned in sports. See, I can go on and on about the different uh, you know, quotes and, 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 and great sayings that was given to us on that football field that kept us motivated because there's nothing harder. See, back then, Seymour Fig, we did two-a-days, okay? That's outlaw. They can't do that no more. <laughs> we would have been for that. So a little bit before that, when your coach played, Coach Barlow, so he talked about three-a-days, okay? They definitely can't do that no more. No. And so to be able to do that in the Alabama heat now, talking to somebody now, talk to me, at 105 heat index with the humidity now, all led to be able to, to get out there and do that twice a day, man. It took the mentality. It took the drive. It took it, took it out you. So you either had it or you didn't. And if you didn't have it, you had to get off the field. And so to be able to go through that and understand one more sprint, one more rep, one more play, Go ahead and, you know, go get it. All those types of things that you learn out there, man, 
to bond together, to clap to clap your teammates through the line when you see them struggling. See, that's where you start learning how to celebrate each other. See, a lot of times the, the problem, Seymour and Fig, is we've forgotten how to celebrate each other later on in life. And so you start seeing this thing called self-hate. You start seeing these hashtags talking about woke, right? The, only, the reason why all this is relevant and, pre and prevalent today now is because of the fact that we've forgotten how to celebrate each other, to respect each other, to love who we are and what we bring to the program to know our self-worth. And so all those things that you talk about with pride, you learn about pride and commitment and, and grit and toughness on the football field, on the football field, those are the types of things that you get that take with you into this thing called life. And as I get ready to close, I can talk about this all night. I got a tremendous passion. I had, I was blessed to have uh, mentors in my life that thought more of me than I even thought of myself. That saw me that had the, 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 high, the, the mind sight uh, instead of just the, just the, the eyesight. Uh, to see what I could be instead of where I was. And I'm so thankful uh, for them today. But I just want to leave you with something. I left the Alabama State football team, if I can, because we're talking about building uh, this thing called life and, and, and building ourselves and becoming more uh, than just working for somebody yeah, on a nine-to-five on a daily And so you probably know this now, Fig. You probably know this because this, come, this came out of the swag. I think your coach told you this. A, a, a little while ago when you still were your playing days, but it, I watched them tearing a building down, a gang of men in a busy town with the whole heave and a lusty yell. They swung a beam in a sidewall field. I asked the foreman, are these men skilled as the men you'd hire if you had to build? He gave me a laugh and said, no, indeed. Just common labor is all I need. I can easily wreck in a day or two what builders have taken a year to do. And I thought to myself as I went my way, which of these two roles have I tried to play? Am I the builder who works with care, measuring life by the ruling square? Am I shaping my deeds by a well-made plan, patiently doing the best I can? Or my wrecker who walks the town content with the labor of tearing down. I'm encouraging you all as you listen to this podcast to be the builder, to be just like Seymour and Phil who went out and built this podcast, this platform to be able to reach across the world, to make a difference in somebody else's life, to make a difference in your life, to make a difference in my life today, because this is the first podcast I've ever had the opportunity to get on. I'm, I'm thankful. I appreciate you all. appreciate you, too. I celebrate you, too. And I just encourage everybody to go out again and build something, to be more today. Build yourself. Listen to uh, personal development on a daily basis. Go out and learn. Don't have a closed mind because a closed mind leaves no room for expansion. So you got to make sure that you get out there and, and constantly learning. Yes, sir. And I, I, I'd like to say we appreciate you coming on. And that was very powerful. And that was very exciting. I want to thank you, Mr. Sanders, for coming on to the Life and Football podcast. Y'all be sure to tune in every week. So y'all can continue to grow and learn and get these positive messages flow from life and football. We want to thank you again. We want to thank you again and again and again, Mr. Sander, 
for being able to join us today. Man, this was great. This was awesome. Now, for all y'all young kids out here, man, y'all look, listen. And the older kids, too, who are in college, HBCU produce greatness. And I want to give a shout-out to Mr. Sanders. I played at HBCU as well. I actually played at the same school, Alabama State. I, I didn't play with Mr. Sanders. I didn't play with him. Um, I actually got in contact with him through social media. Um, and it was a great opportunity to interview a former Hornet as myself. I'm a former Hornet. Uh, and to notice that he's working with Rock Dillon, who is a former Hornet as well. He, um, he played linebacker at Alabama State. And uh, he played a little bit right before I got there. But, man, y'all be sure to check us out next week on the Life of Football podcast, which we premiere every Sunday. We're producing one and putting one out every Sunday. We out.